Welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode seven. What's up, left hand? Hey, hey, hey. I'm so excited, man. <laughs> you sound really enthusiastic. <laughs> you know where we're at? We are not at our usual studio. We we're, are broad- we're on location. We are broadcasting from the Nashville Armory, one of the nations, or the nations, which I've seen on the website says the nations. Which one is it? The nations. The nation's most technologically advanced indoor range. And it is. It's a really cool range here in Nashville. This place is absolutely phenomenal. We've got a couple of guys that work here. We've got Andrew, who is the general manager, and we've got Sean, who is the resident teddy bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. I was going to say the guy from uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings. You know, the I was going to say the dumb guy from Duck Dynasty, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> that can hurt feelings. I was, at least I was giving him a little tenacity with the character I was liking. <laughs> he looks mean, but he's sensitive. Proto. <laughs> Welcome in, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you joining us, us and uh, yeah, letting thanks. us host the show here today. We're very excited about it. Good deal. Very fun. It's nice to actually be surrounded by a ton of guns. And in the background, you may hear some uh, guns going off. We're right up against the range. If you hear the pops, you may hear some other stuff like a Coke machine going off. Just ignore that part. (laughs) (laughs) People get thirsty. That's another thing. I mean, you don't see this at gun ranges either. I mean, you guys have a nice nice. little, what do you call this? It's the Shooter's Lounge. You're actually broadcasting live from the Shooter's Lounge. The Shooter's Lounge, where they've got actual soda machine. They've got vending machines, microwave, granite countertops. Paper towels. I mean, they spared no expense. (laughs) This place is decked We're sitting in leather chairs in front of a 70-inch flat screen. We really are sitting in leather chairs in front of us. We'll send pictures of all this, too. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they can check them out at your website. Oh, yeah. www.nashvillearmory.com. We got lots of pictures on the website. None, Check of, it n- out. none of me, though. No, none of the big teddy bear. I'm not on there. <laughs> I don't think I'm on there either. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be pictures of you after this uh, podcast not, on our uh, Facebook. I like keeping my anonymity. <laughs> so we, we can do like they do with me when we do our pictures. You know, yeah. we'll post a little something yeah, up. Yeah, a little over something over. Face. That's a good idea. Keep our Lone Ranger mistake going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got to have my trademark. So what'd you do this week when it regards firearms? Well, uh, I've been shopping. I've been online looking for uh, accessories for my toys. Um, got on and got, got one of those Troy carbines from the unmentionable place. It, it just came plain. I mean, it's got the rail and everything, the handguard, but no rails or anything like that. So I ordered some rails for that. And then I've got... Uh, some lights and uh, lasers and things like that that I'm going to mount on it as well. I actually brought it tonight, so maybe get some suggestions from you guys what uh, what I can do with it too. And then the uh, the Caltech Sub 2000, uh, the nine millimeter one. That's my my new project. And I was talking uh, with Sean on some ideas with that. I'm looking at doing something a little different with it, threading the barrel and getting a suppressor for that. And uh, Sean had some good ideas for that. So what were you? You're saying something about the well the when site. I when I had yeah when I had my sub 2000 I don't have it anymore I sold it uh, foolishly but uh, when I had it I had uh, our gunsmith uh, at the time uh, before this was before Nashville Armory but he's he's been my gunsmith for many years he built a custom threaded adapter for my sub 2000 and. Uh, we kept from having to take the front sight off. He just built a, a modular piece that kind of went over the front sight and pinned through the barrel like an AK front sight. And yeah. uh, it was all concentric to the bore, so it didn't have to worry about any baffle strikes or any anything like that. It worked great with a 9mm suppressor on it. I love that little gun. With, with And I'm thinking that, that I don't even need that front sight anyway. I mean, right. it's a piece of crap anyway. Uh, and the only way to get it off is you have to either cut it yeah. or break it or 
get a heat gun, which is what I did on my last one, and heated it to where I could loosen it up enough to slide it off, and then I put one of Redline Precision's sights on there. So yeah, they, they, I'm okay with losing that, that sight because I'm going to be posting a red dot or something like that on there anyway. Sure, yeah. I mean, if, if, if the sight doesn't, like I said, like I told you earlier, the only thing the sight really does will hinder you in doing if you take it off is it won't lock when it folds anymore but right. it's not really a huge deal right you know, we to can, lose that sight and you're we can run. rig something up to yeah zip ties and duct tape it. yeah there you go zip ties wonder bread zip ties <laughs> so, yeah, great. we'll uh we, we can talk to we can talk to bill about that and get that done again for yours what kind of suppressor cool. do you recommend i have i have some yankee hills but my nine millimeter suppressor is an aac a phantom it's one of the older ones i don't mm-hmm. know if they make the phantom anymore uh, i bought it several years ago they got they got a lot of new stuff now the market and we uh uh, we just currently uh, put our first big suppressor order in with AAC, so cool. hopefully we'll so have... So you guys are going to start carrying suppressors now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll have those here. I'm hoping within... So y'all are going to start uh, supplying assassins? Well, you know, whoever... whoever you that's know, what those are for, It could right? be bunny Pretty killers. <laughs> it could be bunny killers. You know, I mean, there's okay. lots of little rodents in the neighborhood, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you got to be quiet with the bunny killer right. shots. Yeah. <laughs> And those damn squirrels. I, I can always T and E one of those for you. you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we've got the new uh, Tyrant mm-hmm. T I R-E-N-T suppressors coming from AAC and nine millimeter, which would be sweet Ooh, on the end of that sub two thousand. Yeah. What are the weight on those? Do you know right off? I don't. I really don't know the specs on them. I'd have to. I'd have to probably not going to add a whole lot of weight to it. No, no. They're fairly light because they're aluminum. You know, they're aluminum cans with with stainless bas- uh, blast baffles, which is the only part that's really stainless in it. So uh, they're balanced out really, really well. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So y'all are done with your sub-2000 love fest? Well, are you bored? No, 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 no. I just felt left I just, out. I, I want one, and I, yeah, like you said, I felt left out. Uh, on the list. Well, my week in firearms, <laughs> I, got, I got to have a little fun with a local newscaster. I'm not even going to give them the justification of giving the channel, but uh, he did a expose I put that in quotation marks about the Barrett 50 cal and the ultimate weapon of war. How did and I miss this. Oh, uh, it was on that channel. I'm going to point it. Out. I'm not even going to say it. Oh. Anyway, so he had a little Twitter chat afterwards, and I basically handed him his own. Um, you can fill in the blanks there. It was awesome. Handed I got on there, hat. and he, there was a couple people that were getting on there, and you know, going back and forth with him. And then he started coming out with these just blatant BS lies. Oh, you can go online at many websites and buy uh, armor piercing ammo and incendiary rounds. And I kept asking, "Where? Tell me where. Show me where. Where's your facts?" And I wasn't getting inflammatory. I was just asking questions. And then uh, there was... you were looking for some of those rounds? Yeah. No. no, no. (laughs) Um, Inflammatory rounds? (laughs) Inflammatory (laughs) remarks. (laughs) So he kept going back and forth with the people. And then I can't even remember the question. I was trying to look it up on Twitter just now. But I finally asked him one question. And then there was like no response. And he came back with his, oh, sorry, everybody. My computer crashed. I'm going to have to finish this uh, tomorrow. And then he didn't even do a Twitter chat the next day. So we got like 20 Twitter followers off of that. Like people just started saying, "Hey, thanks for joining the fight." It was awesome. I was like doing a little Rocky dance in, in the living room, and but. I think you should uh, continue that. You need to poke and prod and see if you can't get more response out of it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Don't let him. I hope just, they have don't let one. him just off the well, hook that easy, man. Well, oh, I remember the question was that I, I asked him. He kept just harping on the Barrett 50 cal, the Barrett 50 cal, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Why are you going after the Barrett 50 cal?" He was like, "I'm not. It's just a weapon of war." And I'm like. You were talking about nothing with that. 
if you want to seriously go after a 50 caliber sniper rifle, then there's t- tons of other 50 caliber sniper rifles you can go after. But you were harping on the Barrett. You were talking about Ronnie Barrett. You were, I mean, it was just Barrett, 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 mm-hmm. Barrett. It's obvious that's when he said the whole, oh, my computer crashed, sorry, you know. Well, obviously, you know, he's one of those uh, ignorant, and when I say ignorant, uneducated uh, individuals that think that that's the only 50 caliber that exists. Yeah. Another thing I've been doing, I've been getting ready for the rally tomorrow. And I know once you guys hear this, the rally's going to be over. But uh, on the 8th, tomorrow, Friday, 10 a.m., we'll be going to that. Are you still going to try to go? Uh, there's no try to it. I'm no, there, dude. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there too. You guys um, going? Got to work, man. Got to sell the guns. <laughs> take care of the people. You, you've got to be the there Amendment. after we get all fired up and come flooding in here buying everything. We'll, we'll the be show. there in spirit, absolutely. <laughs> maybe maybe to catch handing them. out flyers. Maybe, hey. maybe I could show up a little late to work. Who knows? Uh, okay. <laughs> we could probably work that out. It'd be a good promotion for the yeah, store. Yeah, a lot of gun buyers there. There are. Corrections from last week. I said the word CSX4 Thorm like five times. Talking about the CX4. And I think what it was is where we record the radio station is right next to a uh, rail yard. And I kept seeing the CSX train thing. Just came out that way. You guys believe that BS explanation? It sounds good. It sounds good. It's supposed to be good. We'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. See? And then Brian B. from Canadian Service Conditions Radio, part of the Canadian Reload Radio podcast out there. Bunch of Canucks. Yeah, he uh, pointed out that the M1 Garand was chambered in 30-06, which we both knew, and my excuse was I was sick, and... I talked you into it being thirty thirty, but I just ran with it because I didn't want to argue. Yeah, I had other things on my mind. <laughs> I was trying to make a point. <laughs> but after the war, they did come out with three hundred eights and two seventy Winchesters. And yes, we will admit we are man enough to say a Canadian pointed that out to us, and we were humbled for days. <laughs> and we appreciate you hosers for hey. listening. Well, hey. you know, thank I you. Believe, hey. I believe uh, wasn't John Garand Canadian. Uh, I think he was, actually. Yes, I, believe, I yeah. believe the man who invented it was Canadian. Yeah. I don't feel I, I so he, bad. I think there he was. Then they should have pointed was. it out to us. Mm-hmm. A. Yeah. They, they should have been the ones. I'm going to say A the rest of the... It's kind of fun to say A. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you two... Well, you three. And I'm, I've got one coming in, too. But, you know, we've got the, the nice Canadian beards. A. Coming hey, in, eh? They got good beer. Uh, yours is not quite there. The beers, yeah. coming. beers are delicious. It's, yes. it's a long beer. For two days. Two days, that's not great. That's not shabby for two days. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's about a week. <laughs> one of the reasons we're here at the Armory today, we're going to go over, one, we're going to take the customer side, go over some annoyances we've seen and felt and been around in different gun stores. Of course not here. And then they're going to tell us some of the annoyances they get from what's going on. Uh, me, yesterday, I, I called left-hand on this. Yesterday, I went into a local gun store. And all the negative stuff we're going to say, even some of the listeners, we're going to take the names of the stores out of the negative ones. But I went to a local gun store yesterday, walked in, one customer in the whole store. I walk around, look at the holsters, walk back over, look at some of the guns. They've got a little L-shaped counter, and I'm looking through the guns, and there's three or four employees in there the entire time. They're looking at me. They see me, and I walk up to the guns, and they had a whole wall full of ARs and AKs. And so I'm looking with big saucer eyes going, ooh, wow, yeah. waiting for somebody to say, hey, you know, we got, just got those in, or hey, well, you want to look at something. Well, you if you did it the way that, that they do it. Oh, okay. And yeah. this, is, this yeah. is not an exaggeration. 15 to 20 minutes I was in there without one single hello not one single welcome to blank not one single would you like to look at anything at one point i was standing at the counter looking down in the glass case and one of the employees was standing right next to me not one word said and so finally i just did a little whole little psh, 
and I walked out shaking my head, and I'll never go back again. I can attest to that as well because just two days before that, so this isn't just a random event that maybe they were off their game one day. Two days prior to that, I was in the same place, and there was at least four, maybe five, I don't know how many employees they have there, but it seemed like there was maybe two or three customers in there. Some people in the shooting range. Of course, they don't have to deal with them up front. But I walked in. I was there, I know, 10 minutes at least. And I, you, you can be done with that store in two. So I had 10 minutes, I had done, you know, 15 laps in that store. Looked at everything in the case, on the walls, picked up everything that was on the, the shelves. Not one word, not, not even eye contact. That's what disturbed me because I would try to make eye contact with them and they would conveniently keep their conversation to themselves, still talking, acting like they're, you know, doing something on the computer. And finally, I got, I sat there, you know, I leaned up against it, kicked my legs up and I just, you know, I was, I was not leaving there until somebody talked to me. I was determined to see how long it would take for them to do it. And I wasn't the only person in it. There was two or three other people that came in while I was doing this too that didn't get any attention or recognition while they were there either. So uh, finally, I can't give names or anything, so <laughs> dude comes up to me and says, is there something I can show you? I was like, well, actually there is. Because there was a couple of guns I was curious about because they had ARs and they had AKs. And I was like, where did you guys get all this stuff? So he's like, he's talking to me about it. I said, you know, let me see that one right there. He pulls it down and he goes, uh... This is a consignment gun. I said, oh, okay. I said, what kind of price you got on it? I think it was a, it wasn't a Bushmaster. I can't remember. It was a Colt. It was a Colt AR. Because the Bushmaster is the most evil of all of them. Well, they had a Bushmaster too there too. But, I mean, it was basic. It had maybe a light on it. Maybe it had a front post sight and had a flip up rear sight. It had one magazine, no case, no sling. Kind of worn looking. It wasn't in the best of condition. $3,000. Ouch. They were asking. And I said, okay. I said, is, do you got, you know, what, are, what are these other ones? They're all consignment. Everyone was consignment. And they, he said, this is the cheapest one we got. So they went up from there. It was ridiculous. And he was like, in their defense, though, in their defense, it's a consignment gun. They don't set the price. The customer who put the gun on consignment sets the price. Oh, and I understand yeah. that. But so at the same time, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, that I see you guys have. You guys have stock here. I mean, I'm looking at your walls right now, and you've got guns in. And you actually have an AR in here that's in a 7.62. But those aren't consignment guns. You're actually getting vendor. Yeah, it's a it's a 5.56. It's a SIG 5.56 Sig and 7.62. Yeah. In, in By the, 39. But it's an it's AR style. Gun. It's not yeah. an AK style, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, prices have gone up a little tiny bit. I understand you know, that. Uh, I understand but, that. But there is a difference between... But you would think that they would have vendors and they would I, be able to get some stock in. You right. Know, and they and, would, but nothing on their wall was <clears throat> stock. And there's a difference. I tell people there's a difference between gun broker prices and what people don't have to, you know people on gun, uh, you know selling stuff on gun broker don't have to they, they they have no i don't want to say morals but they don't have to st- stand back and say you know they don't have to sit back and say you know I, i'm i'm not a brick and mortar store i'm not going to stand there right. and, and nobody's going to you know realize who i am they don't have a reputation to uphold we they have, don't have to we, face a customer we have the reputation yeah. Okay, we're going to be here for a while. We're not going to get into that whole price gouging thing, you know. I mean, we want to try to give our customers the best deal that we can, and uh, we don't want to get into that, you know. But prices have gone up a little bit, but they're not three thousand dollars prices, you know. I see a lot of that right. on, online. I mean, yeah. as a as a retail store, 
and uh, you know, you've got a customer that comes in that wants to consign something, mm-hmm. I mean, you should be professional enough to say, look, guy, we're not the place for you to sell this store. Right. Go to the pawn shop right. or something like exactly. that. You that's, know, they, why they do, that's why we don't do consignments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and that, that says a lot about you guys, too. So that, that was my big pet peeve is that you know they'd let trash like that in their door well i'm just glad that that uh andrew does such a great job at uh dealing with so many good uh vendors out there that we're actually getting stuff in that we're actually getting stuff in and we don't have to we don't have to you know ask our customers to bring their stuff in so we can sell it for them right you know we're actually selling guns that and i guess that's the point that i was trying to make there yeah it's and, a lot of work, but you guys, it's a I mean, lot you of time guys, doing that. You mm-hmm. guys get some some really hard to get stuff in here, and, and with you guys being kind of the new kids on the block, yeah. this is where you got your yeah, two thousand, right? Yeah. The nine mail, right? Yeah, that's so I got. Yeah, yeah. got I, it here, and you guys have had the KSGs in, mm-hmm. and yep. I notice you've got again, you know, you've got that five five six, and those aren't real easy to come by. Yeah, and we, um, you know, just the different things side? like so the you best. Got a gun side up there. We do the best we can, and you know, just like today, we had a customer who got a Scar seventeen. He'd been waiting a while for it yeah but we got it in we -hmm. called him he came in and picked it up happy as he could be um you know and that's just it you know i got some shields in last week so i got to call six happy customers to come in and pick up their shields and yeah they were happy and And, they came in and and run in those are hot sellers and 3 pmr 30s we got oh did you get the pmr 30s yeah And Andrew oh, found my Mr. 40 that I constantly talk about that I always yeah. have in my EDC checks to where we, we had it. to do some digging. That was It's kind of a rare gun, although I've learned the hard way. If you have a rare gun, it's hard to find accessories for it. Oh, yeah. No holsters, baby. I told <laughs> yeah. you that, though. I told I you when you ordered though. it. A little focus work. That's and then what, uh, the other guy that works here, Scott, he's yeah, going to be making everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Walther yeah. PPS was the same way. Yeah. There's virtually no accessories for it yeah. whatsoever. They're coming out though. Those guns are really gaining a lot of popularity. So you'll are see the accessories. You'll see the accessories start to man. They've start to free up like a little four bit. Four years now, haven't they? Well, holster manufacturers they go by how many gun, how many units are moved, how many units yeah. are sold, and if they you know a percentage of those guns they can sell a holster for. And so they they do a equation that says yeah. it costs us X amount of dollars to tool up to make a fit, and we've got to be able to sell. X number of holsters to pay for that fit. So if right. you know they've only sold ten thousand of a particular model, there's only a small percentage of those they're going to get that holster sale for. Well, so luckily, it's got to make sense for them. Luckily enough, this one is kind of one of those standard sizes to where they're already. Things out that yep. that fit it. Yeah, that, that's why those holsters, any any shape, size, or whatever you want for a Glock 19. Yeah, yep. it, yeah. <laughs> what, a couple million of those gun. running around. Yeah, yeah. But there's also <laughs> these places that will do custom holsters for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, such as the um, what was the one conceal concealment solutions concealment solutions yep. that our um, listeners had recommended to me. And you guys know a good guy too, right? Yeah, one mm-hmm. of our one of our guys that works here for us, uh, uh, Scott. Uh, there, there's two guys that work here. For Travis us. does yeah, them too. Travis yeah. does them too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Scott and uh, and Travis that work here for us. So uh, maybe they, they can come up with carry training, right? Yeah, Travis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they they both do uh, uh, a lot of you know Kydex molded holsters. Okay. Uh, so they're local. Yeah, they're local. Well, these and, guys are out like in Utah, and I would have to ship him my yeah, light. Yeah. So I'll get them. And, look and at the cool thing about it is yep. there's an, there a, you know appendix carries growing a lot of popularity That's in, what the, I'm in the carry me. market and there's not a lot of major manufacturers that make appendix holsters as well you get a custom guy that can build one for you uh it's really easily done and their turnaround's pretty quick awesome one of the other things uh talking about annoyances when you go to gun stores i put down is the uh certain brand name fanboy 
workers at certain <laughs> gun shops. Not here. Glock. Glock. Yeah. Nineteen eleven. No, I have those here too. Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I have some of those here too. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, you go in to look at. I've got my. Say, I go in to look at my Mister Forty. Perfect example. I went to a place in Clarksville, and I go in to look for that gun, and the guy's like, "Oh, you don't need that gun." Well, I've done a lot of research. I really like it. I'm really intrigued by it. You know, that's what I want to get. Nope, you don't need it. Well, what do I need? Glock nineteen. <laughs> okay. Well, what else do you have here that's similar to what I'm looking for? That I, nope, you need Glock 19. And he just Glock, 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 mm-hmm. Glock. It just got so annoying. And then what's funny is in that same store, he got busy with another customer. And then I talked to this older gentleman there, 1911. Mm-hmm. You need 1911. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. If you ain't got a 1911, you ain't got a gun. I'm like, what in the world? And I'm just sitting there going, from a businessman standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm going, I would fire both these guys instantly. <laughs> Get like 500 guns that you could sell. And you definitely have to keep your your personal opinions out of, out oh, of gun sure. sales. You can, you can put your uh, your personal views of what you've seen. Mm-hmm. Personal experiences. And, and experiences and stuff. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to uh, to selling a firearm and making sure somebody gets the right gun for mm-hmm. them, it's not about what was right for you. It's about what's right for them, you know. And if they've already got their mind set on what they think they want, help them with that. I mean, don't don't try to steer them into unless somehow it was going to hurt them in some way. Right. But I mean, there's no firearm that that we sell or most gun shops sell that are going to hurt somebody, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that there's any guns out there that wouldn't do that, but we don't sell them here, you know. So, yeah. Uh, well, know. my take on that is. Uh, I appreciate somebody who's emphatic about a certain product because usually it it comes from a good experience that they've had with it. So I want to hear their side of it, but at the same time, I don't want them not leaving other options open for me as well. From from my point of view, you know, if I'm talking Glocks, I'm looking at Glock. I want somebody who knows that and and is a fanboy and has a, a lot, lot has a lot of factual has information a lot of factual, that can back it yeah, up exactly. But not then that's a, it's up to me ultimately to make my own decision. As a gun buyer, I think one of our um, one of our listeners made this point too, and we'll, I'm not going to rain on his parade, but uh, you know, you need to educate yourself a little bit before you go into a gun store and, and know a little bit about what you're getting into, so you don't get pushed in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And um, my take on it too is uh, opinions are great if a customer asks you for an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. If a customer says, "I want a specific gun." Sell it to them, or you know they should be asking <laughs> a question that they're not. You know, and, yeah. and 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 I'll be honest with you, we've got some great staff here. We got great people here right. to get them the gun that they want. Yeah. So that's another uh, another big thing about you know selling firearms on my end. Listen to the customer, and if they want your opinion, by all means, give mm-hmm. it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they yeah. ask you because you know they're here, to someone that does this for a living, they want to know a question. You know, get have at it. But if they walk in like. When Zeke walked in and said, I want a, a Mr. 40, I'm like, what? in my head, I'm like, what a hunk of crap. Why does this guy want this gun? Wait, 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 I didn't wait, say wait. that. I, I said, hang on. let me find it I for think, you. I think hey, I interesting remember, choice. Let if me I remember I correctly, <laughs> let me show you what's in my bag that is identical to the gun yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. I think that was the real story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's ways to do it. Yeah, I'm just teasing Zeke. I'm just teasing Zeke. <laughs> kind of what you were saying about leading them to the gun that they need. That's another thing I see a lot of. Somebody brings their wife, girlfriend, sister oh. in. Oh, here's a little twenty-two. Here's a little thirty-eight special. It's like, come on. I mean, my wife, she thirds, shoots my three fifty-seven better. She shoots the thirty-eight special. I could, I could go on for hours about that. I mean, yeah. something that that infuriates me more than anything is when a a guy, whether it be a 
a father, uh, a husband, mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a boyfriend, whatever it may be, wants to buy a gun for their significant other or their daughter or a woman in their life. Terrible and, idea. And it's, it's a horrible <laughs> idea. It's like a pair of shoes. I mean, and they, and they always want to buy the biggest gun for themselves, but yet put the smallest gun in the female's hands. Yeah. The because they want a better have, chance the gun that's going to have. I think that's what it is. I really do. I think that's what it is. But, but I mean, and we get to the reality know, of it. It's going to, it's going to, it's the gun that's going to recoil more. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to be the lighter gun that's going to hurt them. And they, they, it's just horrible. Or they always, they always come up with, I want this semi automatic for me, but I got to give my wife this revolver mm-hmm. and what that i mean it's 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 plain english they're calling their wife almost stupid right in front of their their, their <laughs> yeah, face you know i mean like, you're not you know wait a second i carry a revolver hold on i do i do too i do too <laughs> i mean but but you know they, they do it by the by the means of a revolver simple and it never jams and yeah. revolvers do jam they're j- typically ammunition malfunctions but they do jam. They're a mechanical device, you know. Uh, a, a woman will always, or anybody will always shoot a semi-automatic better probably than they will a, a revolver. There's typically... Uh, As Andrew's got his fingers pointing to himself yeah. saying, not this guy. <laughs> but, but for some weird reason, they think a revolver is made for a woman. It, it, it That's aggra- what you're it comfortable with. It's what you're e- comfortable even with. a woman. Is, it's like you said, bring them in, mm-hmm. and you guys have a plethora of... Of guns that they could try out here. Oh yeah, absolutely. How many rental guns? Sixty-three to be exact. Rental guns. Wow. From all shapes and sizes, (laughs) all kinds of calibers. The the best thing to do is to come in, get an array of those guns, come out here to the range, get the battleship. Uh, targets. <laughs> I've got people and who have want me to ship those things yeah. to them. Yeah, all over the place. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll give a throw out to my buddy at gunfun.com. Yeah. You, can order, yeah. okay. <laughs> you <laughs> can order them. You can order them. Gotcha. He's, yeah, awesome he's super guy. super good guy out of Alabama. Really very nice cool. guy. His name's Bennett. He'll mm-hmm. be happy to ship you some. I'm sure. Yep. Nice. Gunfun. Okay. Gunfun targets. Very very cool. Good deal. Had a couple <laughs> listeners send in their out. little annoyances. Um, once again. We are taking the names out, so if listeners, if you submitted these and you're going, hey, you didn't mention the name, we're not going to bash the stores by name. Jay you can always N- get on Twitter and do it yourself. Yeah. Jay Nagel uh, <laughs> sent a message saying, a local store in Illinois, you go to the sales rep and ask for something and you get a snotty reply. We don't have that, sir. Hmm. Sorry for bothering you at work, I thought to myself. Found what I was looking for and went to pay, and the sales clerk had the same I'm too busy to help attitude. I ended up not buying the item in question. I left, and I will never go there again. Uh, Keith R., these guys said we could say their last name, but I can't pronounce his last name. Keith R. said, in South Louisiana, while I still laugh to myself after a leave, it is annoying when he goes to some of the big-name box outdoor stores and waits in line like everyone else. Yet when it's my turn at the gun counter, I'm always met with what must be the least knowledgeable employee when it comes to guns. Also, when I enjoy seeing new shooters come and buy their new first gun, I can't stand when I have to wait on someone who's asking the difference between a revolver and a Glock. <laughs> the least you can do is a little research before going to the gun store, which is what you were my talking point. about earlier. Yeah, exactly. We're going to ask these yes, questions of you like we... We ask these of everybody that comes on the show. How did you get into firearms, and what has been the evolution of how you've gotten to the point you are now? Sean, you go first. Well, I guess uh, my whole firearms career kind of started off uh, really when I was about four years old, When my, when uh, going back that far when my father got me into firearms. My father was a firearms dealer. He was a gunsmith. He was a machine and tool guy by trade. So uh, it just naturally, you know, always wanted to do something with Dad. That's what I did. 
and my love for firearms started at a very early age. Yeah, I think, four's uh, pretty early. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Uh, uh, I think when I shot my first 44 Magnum when I was six years old, I think it probably sunk in my head that I really liked guns at that point. <laughs> of course, I would probably never do that to my six-year-old, but yeah. uh, it was one of those love or hate things, and I guess I loved it. Uh, I can't think of one. Well, I'm sure he wouldn't have let you if he didn't think you were mature enough to that, handle that, it. That's it, true. That's true. But I mean, I, it, it literally. It, it, uh, thinking back on it, I don't think there was ever a year, even growing up in in high school and everything else, that I never had a year that went by in my life that I was not into firearms. Whether it was going four wheeling and with my buddies, we always had guns with us. We always shot. You know, so there was. It was never a time in my life where I was not in firearms. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Tennessee, about almost uh, 20 years now, I love you know I, I love this area. And when I finally got the opportunity to start doing it for a living, uh, it was like a dream come true. I, uh, I I've been you know I've been in the industry for about a, right at about 10, 11 years now. Yeah. And um, when when Nashville Armory opened up, I, I knew I had to work here. I mean, it was it was a perfect location, and he was persistent. I was very persistent, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, you know, it just it, it's one of those things. My I've always loved the firearm industry. I've I've always loved the guns. I've loved the reloading side of it, the hunting side of it, everything that goes with it. It's. Did it's you all, say your dad was in the military? No, my dad no. was not in the military. I had no. I have no military background at all. Okay. Uh, everything that I do, everything that I've learned, has been self-taught. Uh, Just from I, homegrown I, from, goodness. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, all the all the training I've done, everything that that I've ever done, I've done on my own. And uh, what was the first gun firearm that you can say that? I mean, it was your first one. First firearm, not your dad's or first, first firearm I, I purchased on my own or was given yeah. to me. Well, given to would be fine too. Okay, yeah. given to me was a uh, was a uh, Remington uh, eight seventy Wingmaster that I still currently own. Nice. Uh, first one that I ever bought. Uh, on my own was a Ruger GP uh, uh, or Ruger SP 101. It was when I turned 21. I went and bought my own gun. Uh, I actually had a new credit card, and I said, "I got to go try this credit card thing out." Well, let's go buy a gun. So I went oh and bought a gun. Uh, the first firearm I ever shot was a uh, uh, was a Colt single action 22 Peacemaker, uh, which I currently don't have the same one that I shot, but I have one exactly have like, one it, just like that, it that I found. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. You- we were talking a while back, and you were telling me that uh, you're really big into the the six shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most people when they when they meet me, uh, they don't think that I'm I'm into that kind of stuff. It's kind of what I grew up with. Uh, we shot a lot of lever guns, lever action guns, a lot of pump shotguns, a lot yeah. of single action firearms. My father was a huge John Wayne fan, so naturally made me a huge no John Wayne fan, yeah. you know, whatnot. So growing up with those types of, of guns, they've, they've always been a, a dream to own those, and now I, I do own several of those. But Do you do any of those cowboy shoots? I don't. I was going to get into the cowboy action shooting at one time. It seemed like it was right up my alley, but yeah. uh, I just never went went through with it. You have, know? You been, have you been to one? Oh, yeah. I've been oh, down to Those things are phenomenal. Yeah, I love them, I've man. been down to War Trace, down where they do yeah, them. The War it's, Trace, it's yeah. awesome. War Trace Renegades, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're a good bunch of guys down there. Yeah, but I mean, I still, you know, I mean, I still do the tactical side, obviously. I mean, that's my... Uh, that, that that still is one of my big big things, yeah. but I have a certain place in my heart for all the the old uh, Western guns, you know, the single action stuff and whatnot. Money permitting, and the tactical stuff right now, mm-hmm. but I, that's something I would like to get into yeah. down the road. Is I, the, I think everybody has a little a little side of them that likes that single action gun, you know, just the, something about the sound of it when it 
you know, when it when the hammer cocks back with the four clicks and everything, you know, it's just Clint a, Eastwood, man. It's just you know, I think everybody's uh, seen some. One of the biggest out there. icons there are out and, there in the Western shooters, and and, shoot. and they gotta you know they gotta have one of their own. So and so, you you have children, right? Yes, sir. I have a I have a six year old and eight year old daughter. You didn't just call me sir, did you? Sean? I did. Left I did, sir. I can't help it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sir to me. Yeah. yeah Drop I, the I, sirs on the. We'll edit that out. I, I, I no, a, it's going in. Is that going in? I have a six and eight year old daughter uh, and they're both into firearms they have been ever since they were little i brought them up that it was a fixture in our home and uh they they uh they're perfectly safe with them told them to respect it told them to respect it that they don't touch them unless dad's around they actually own their own firearms we go out as a family and we shoot together the the two biggest things that i can teach them right now that that mean the most to me uh would be the two first cardinal safety rules out of the four is where to point the muzzle yeah. and where their finger goes. Other than that, I really don't care that they're not hitting the target the right now. Goes. Yeah. So, uh, but they're very, very safe with them. My, uh, you know, I mean, you could ask them right now if they were standing next to us, where's your finger go? Now you and said they have their own? Oh, yeah. They what both do, have. They what both, do they have? They both have uh, Walther P22 uh, uh, pink uh-huh. digital camo. Of course. Uh, uh, pistols, and they both have uh, their own sporter weight uh Pencil thin barreled uh, AR 15s too with 22 conversions. <laughs> nice. in them. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So. Have you got pictures of those? We're going to have to post those pictures. I think I do on my phone. Yeah, that would I, be got, cool. I got pictures of them uh, uh, shooting them actually. They're little Walther P 22s with suppressors on them. That's cool. So, uh, Andrew, same question to you. How'd you get into firearms? And Very similar to jazz. Sean. Um, I probably started shooting when I was uh, three or four years old. My, my dad's a shooter. He likes to shoot. Um, I've got, I'm from a big family, seven people. That's a big family these yeah, days. seven kids. So I've got three older brothers. So there's four boys. Um, so, yeah, I'm from a big family. I've got uh, three brothers, three sisters, and uh, we all shoot. Everybody in my family shoots. Um, Are you the youngest? I'm the youngest of the boys. I have two younger sisters. Okay. Yep. So I have three older brothers. That's why I'm so mean now. So you, you were saved from the uh, older sister. Not one older sister. The one older sister. One older sister, two younger sisters. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but yeah, we all shoot. It's uh, um, kind of a family thing when I was a kid. So, yeah, my dad's a, a nut nut for 22s, high standards. High standards and Ruger 22 pistols. He can't get enough of them. So, yeah, I've just shot my whole life. No Got military it. law enforcement? Nope, nope. Okay. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't take me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was, uh, I guess I was 18. It was right after I turned 18. I went to join the Marine Corps, and it was during Clinton. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they helped me out, so I couldn't join up because they weren't taking a a lot of people back then during the clinton years when they were downsizing the military looking for any excuse to turn somebody away yeah pretty much and yeah. uh but uh yeah you know i'm i wouldn't change it though you know i, I got so what into was the business. Uh, what was your first firearm my first firearm was a ruger 1022 as probably many 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 <laughs> many 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 young people in in, in these uh in this country everybody got a 1022 i still think it's the best semi-automatic 22 money can buy do you, Absolutely. Do you remember where it was purchased from i have no idea because i got it for my 12th birthday my first actual gun that I owned. I got it for my wow. 12th birthday. I don't know where my dad picked it up, yeah. but I would imagine he probably picked it up at well, one of the local gun shops. And I don't know where. I'd have to ask him that. You guys know you, you used to mail order guns. Um, I'm, Sears, not, I'm not Sears. that old lefty. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm, <laughs> not I'm not either. How old are you guys? I'm 35. You're 35. Well, yeah. you're not. I'm yeah. 41. Yeah. So. I'm 40. I mean, I know him. when I was yeah. younger, you, they, you could still do that man. back yeah. in the 70s. Oh yeah. So I mean, we're not th- we're not that far removed from from those days. No, no. I guess sixty. Well, even when we were kids, six, yeah. you could 60, walk into a hardware store and buy a twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah it's I can, definitely I can, changed a lot. Yeah, I can remember my dad talking about buying buying guns, mail order, or buying them. Yeah, from, and there you know, was never you never heard of any stores. mass shootings nah. or problems with guns or you know anything. People were a lot different back then. <laughs> oh yeah, Sean kind of went over his without us asking, which was cool. Less stuff we have to say, but we kind of talk about uh, pop culture, guns, movies, games, whatever you're into. What's kind of your favorite pop culture item that has to do with guns? Oh, pop culture. I don't know if I'm not a pop culture movies. guy. I had to get an M1 carbine the first time I saw Carbine Williams, the old Jimmy Stewart movie when I was a kid. I fell in <laughs> love with it, and my granddad brought one back from World War II, and I knew he had it, and I wanted it, and I wanted it so bad. Oh, my God. And uh, still don't have it. My dad's got it still, but I will have it one day. It will be mine. <laughs> but, I, but I've since purchased several M1 carbines. But, yeah, that's probably the, the first movie gun I ever saw that I just absolutely had to have was an M1 carbine. Very Jump cool. my case about Sears and Roebuck, and then he brings up a Jimmy Stewart movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. What are you going to do? Yeah. Now we'll kind of talk about the armory a little bit. So tell us a little about the armory, about some of the technological stuff that you have in the range itself that makes it set set out from everybody else. Um, well, I'll go right on into that for you, Zeke. Um, what we've got here, as far as we'll talk about the range just by itself first, I guess. We have an action target, what they call their 100% containment steel bullet trap system. It's uh, 25 yards, 75 feet. We have 16 lanes, eight lanes that are rifle rated, eight lanes that are handgun rated. Um, and you can shoot any handgun-calibered rifles on our handgun side as well. Our rifle range will handle any rifles below a 50 BMG. You can shoot 50 calibers here, just not BMGs. You can okay. shoot a, a 50 Beowulf, a 50 AE, any of those type of What's calibers. What's the reason for that? Um, well, actually, we our, our range will handle a 50 BMG. You mm-hmm. could shoot a 50 BMG, and it wouldn't damage our range. Right. But the loud, the the, the oh, volume and the, and the concussion from it will actually knock the lights out. Wow. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and, um, and so it's more the concussion from the 50 BMG. Our range would actually handle it. You could discharge 50 BMGs in here if you wanted to. Not not it's armor piercers, but yeah, it's just it's just too much for the range. Gotcha. Um, we have a Mancom targetry system. It's the uh, only one currently installed in a range in the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's um, they're trying to sell some more. We've had several people come here and tour it from all over the country. Wow. To uh, check it out, it's kind of their uh, their little action. The Mancom demo site here for our uh, Canadians about how that works. yeah they're a bunch of canadians they're cool guys they're very very cool guys and uh so it does a lot of a lot of really 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 cool stuff talk about a little bit how it works um well it's fully programmable it runs it comes back and forth it turns it spins it does fakies you can do good guy bad guys it strobes it uh, you can uh turn the lights off um strobe blue red white Amber. Wow. It actually strobes on the carrier and in the shooting stall. So you can have a dance club in there too. Mm-hmm. Well, if, hey, awesome. can you synchronize if, if we, them? If they ban all the guns, we're turning into a Cuban nightclub. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's what Gary the owner says. That's what we're doing. We're going to hit those lights, smoke cigars. We got the ventilation. No problem. There you go. That's um, one thing I love about the first thing I noticed when I shot here the first time. Yeah. You walk in there and you shoot, and then you leave, and you're like, I didn't smell that gunpowder lead yeah. smell. It's like, and you leave and your clothes smell normal. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. where most smaller ranges you do have that just mm-hmm. coated with the yeah, and that's the, and that's the, the next stank. the next feature of our range is we have absolutely state of the art HVAC. If you see the units behind our building, you'd be like, that looks like the units from a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> our air moves over seventy five feet per minute on the lane. It's uh, fully filtered. 
It's uh, triple filtered. You've got three levels of filtration, including HEPA filtration. It's heated. Mm-hmm. It's cooled. It's always nice and comfortable in there. Some people get a little cold. Some people get a little hot. But, you know, we keep it at a nice, steady temperature, you know, usually around 67 degrees, winter and summer. So it's, it's really pleasant to shoot in there. It's just, it's, it's a fantastic range. And I, I, I know I'm the general manager of the place, but I'm also <laughs> a shooter. And I've been shooting my whole life. And I can honestly say I've never shot on an indoor range that was not military or government owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah anywhere near as nice as this place it is just fantastic and it's a great place to shoot well i think the uh the volume of people that are here speaks loads for that i mean you guys are packed tonight on a thursday on a thursday Thursday night we we were packed at 9 a.m this morning wow (laughs) wow have you guys has it always been that way since you since you've opened or have you noticed a increase since the uh the big gun scare the the range is always always bumping here um if you if you if you're new to shooting and you want to come out when it's not bumping weeknights you know monday tuesdays wednesdays are pretty busy tuesdays don't bring your rifles because we have idpa so if you guys shoot idpa competition we have a start that um we've had our first two this coming up tuesday will be our third very cool um so we do have an idpa shoot it's the second and fourth tuesday of the month every month so we have two every month what does someone do to get involved with that come show up bring you a gun bring you a holster if you don't have any bullets, we'll sell you some here. We'll get you fixed up. The guys are great that run it. David Parks, uh, he's my guy that, that runs it. He's uh, moved up here from Atlanta and ran indoor matches in Atlanta, which is indoor IDP is very, very popular down in Atlanta. Now, didn't you talk about getting into doing some of that, Zeke? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're going to get into it. Yeah, it's you're going to love it. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. It's uh, it's not that expensive. We usually run three to four stages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 20 $20 for IDPA members, $25 for non-IDPA members, so it's not real expensive. It's not bad and at it's all. a whole lot of fun, and we put up all kinds of props, walls, doors, windows. That's awesome. You go forward so to the range. like a little shoot house. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Exactly yeah, that's pretty it's cool. exactly what it's like. It's very cool. There's a lot of rules, so go to IDPA's website if you're really interested in shooting and mm-hmm. do a little, do a little. but we do have a new shooter briefing before, and they'll help you out. You know, very a lot cool. of, We had a lot of new shooters so far, and they've had a lot of fun. So as far as customers go, we got to tell the annoyances we have with uh, stores. What kind of uh, crazy stories do you all have from here that you're allowed to say without losing your job? <laughs> um, well, we're not going to say annoyances, but we'll say we'll do some funny things that customers say. There we get you go. we get a lot of amusing things that customers say, and and a lot of it's just because you know we get a lot of new people here, and I love mm-hmm. new shooters, so don't get me wrong. Right? You know, you you can't ask a stupid question to me. You know, we're going to help you out. That's what we're here for. If you don't know, just ask. We'll help you out. But we do get some amusing things. Like uh, I was telling Sean, I got a great phone call. Guy said, uh, "Do you guys have a gunsmith?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, we we have a gunsmith. You know, he's here on Saturdays, and uh, you know, he can work on your stuff." He's like, "Does he work on semi-automatics?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just said, well, yes, sir, he sure does. Come on down Saturday and he'll get you fixed up. He's Semi- like, well, thank automatic. you. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a, a lot of things that we hear you know, from time to time is just it kind of goes back to you guys saying maybe not educating themselves a little bit before they come in and ask a question or think about the question before it comes out of their mouth. So it's, uh, you know, I need a... A holster for a nine millimeter, and there's no other information than that other than a nine millimeter. <laughs> nine millimeter. So you know you've got to ask them, well, what kind of gun it is? They're it, all standard. You know, and then they'll they it's know, silver. Yeah, it's it's a Smith and Wesson nine millimeter. Shines. Okay, what, has a trigger. What, what model? I don't know that. You know, I mean, uh, you know, just little things like that. You know, or the differences between uh, thirty eight 
and 380. A lot of people get that mixed up and think it's just the same cartridge, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so they're, they they'll point at a revolver and want to see that 380, or they you know they'll want to point at that 380 semi-automatic and see that, but they'll call it a 38, mm-hmm. you know. So little things like that, you know. But but we're like I said, like Andrew said, there's no there's no stupid question. We were at, well, at some point, I'm sure we were all uneducated about you know what oh, we absolutely. knew about firearms too, and and there's customers that still catch catch us for a loop every so often i had a customer the other day ask me out of the blue he said what's the special in 38 special and i literally had to stop and go uh i don't know what Good episode question. was it what episode two caliber two. craziness yeah caliber craziness yeah. We for him to the podcast. Well, I, I went i went and did research on it and looked it up it was crazy i mean but it bugged me that much yeah. you know yeah. and, and so it does things it, you just take for granted you just take you for just, granted that's exactly what you can't special. you can't know and you can't know everything i mean if you did we'd be a, a walking uh, encyclopedia but we're not we actually have lives <laughs> you know but, but you, and you'll but you never, didn't just dismiss it yeah <laughs> you actually told the guy hey let me research that and i'll get back to yeah exactly exactly so i mean and and the next person that ever asked me that i know the answer then you know i put it in my little toolbox and and it educates myself to help that customer the next time he comes in and now i know you don't remember this but uh, you know you sold me my first handgun i know i did i do remember <laughs> it i do remember it somebody asked me and, how, how i knew you, you your first we AR always remember the first time yeah first yeah somebody asked me the other day how i knew you and i said you know i think i sold him his first i know i sold him his first ar Mm-hmm. I think I sold him his first pistol too, but I'm not sure. He did. You, you yeah. sold him the Glock 22 yep. with the Crimson Trace. Yep. You know, I'm going to put in some like romantic music in the background here. I was I was on my way to Franklin to uh, Academy Sports, mm-hmm. and they had this special uh, that I saw in the Sunday Flyer or whatever it was uh, for those. Um, uh, oh God, what are they? The Sigmas. Oh. The, yeah. Is it Smith & Wesson Smith Sigma? Smith & Wesson Sigma, yeah. 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 Let's see, I don't know that one. It's, They're like two. It's a good thing not to know. Thing yeah. not to know. Yeah. And now, now I know that. Yeah. Well, those are good throw guns, yeah. by the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, and I was trying to compare that to a Glock. <laughs> so that's how naive I was. I was like, man, the, you, you want me to pay this for this Glock, and I can go down here and get this Sigma. They look the exact same. For two hundred ninety nine dollars, mm-hmm. and then you went in, and then you were like, "Well, let me explain the differences to you and what you're getting." Yeah. You know, and then I was like, "Oh," and then I'm out sold right there. I was like, "I'll take it." Yeah. And then it wasn't long after that. that of course, you it helped that, that there were two place. police officers in there also, <laughs> that, <laughs> and, they, and they weren't carrying Sigmas. <laughs> and they had no, and they didn't. They had the Glock strapped to their. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could hear their snickers in the background. I was like, "Man, I I can't walk out of here," you know, with a. <laughs> With my head held high, unless I walk over that gun. So, hey, y'all, y'all probably never get muzzled here, right, by customers? Oh God, no, never happens. I mean, never more than twenty or thirty times, times a, day. a day. Okay, that's what. That's yeah, not yeah, bad. That's yeah. not bad. At but all. do you point it out to the person when they're doing it? And say, you know, you're not supposed to do that. So, I, I do sometimes in a in in a nice you know professional way. And sometimes I just let it go because I, I don't need to get into a whole uh, informational story. You on, don't on, like, on, dive behind on, the camera on, going, on, Well, it was unloaded <laughs> and why I have to sit there and t- tell them to you know, always treat a firearm as it's always loaded and you'll yeah. never do that. And you'll never you know, get into a complacent type. You know, but if uh, somebody was actually pointing it in your face while they were testing it, um, <laughs> they get it snapped. I have had that done before. I've had it done with a loaded firearm before. Oh, good and lord! I, oh, just, I just have to say that uh, she lost some fingernails. Wow! <laughs> in a nice way. Yeah. Wow. Well, in the unmentionable store that we were talking about before, that was another thing that was 
just bugging the bejesus out of me. Mm-hmm. The people that they were letting look at them. Mm-hmm. The guy, one of the guys, had it pointed right between the guy's eyes, and they were, he was just sitting there telling him about. Didn't say, "Hey, sir, you know, don't point, you know, point that down." Mm-hmm. Didn't try to correct him or anything. I mean, I had to step over there and put the guy's hand out. Said, "Guy, you're not supposed to do that." Oh yeah, people that intentionally do stuff like that. I, I mean, I have been known to tell them just put the gun down and please leave yeah. because if they're going to be that reckless with it. Uh, well, obviously you know. the guy didn't know. Right. You know, he was just some jack wagon off the street coming in. Oh. Probably didn't have anything better to do, and you know he wanted to look at some guns. Yeah. And, I mean, he was just slinging around the store like it. You know, was a little with plastic. What do you call them? I, I, I cap guns. Yeah. I strongly believe if we could get gun education back in the country like we educate our children and everybody else on everything else that we do, we'd have a whole lot less. Amen, brother. I remember you know, in amen. junior high, uh, it, Hunter's, oh, yeah. Hunter's Safety was part of the junior high program. Sure it was. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that was part of your PE class. And that's probably why we yep. didn't have what we have going on nowadays. Um, one thing I will say about yeah. the uh, about muzzling about muzzling and stuff in a store, it is a little difficult. I mean, when you're trying to show somebody a firearm, we're working over a counter. There's really no way to not point it at the customer mm-hmm. or not point it at yourself right. or not point it at the guy next to the counter. Right. It's saying that, you know, obviously you always keep your muzzle in a safe direction. But you also notice at a good gun store, before I hand anyone a gun, it's open, it's cleared. Mm-hmm. I've checked it. I've checked the inside. I've checked the outside. Mm-hmm. I'll hand it to the customer. When the customer hands it back to me, I check it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, before I put it back in the case, I'll check it a third time. Mm-hmm. I was told by somebody when I first started looking at guns, it may have even been a YouTube video or something, where they said there's kind of like this secret handshake. If you go to a gun store and they do a safety check and they hand it to you, you do a safety check again. It, it's Absolutely. etiquette. Yeah, it's, it's always been of, an etiquette thing. Yeah, yeah. It was. So. It's almost. It was almost unheard of back when I grew up. If I handed somebody a firearm that wasn't the action wasn't open on it, oh, I can tell you that yeah. my, my my dad. That's like earful. handing somebody with the blade. That's exactly right. It's, it's an etiquette thing. And it's things new shooters don't know, so we try to help them out as yeah. best we can in, as friendly, right. in the most friendly manner and we can. And there are yeah. polite ways to do it. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so, ridiculous ways like diving behind the counter and hollering <laughs> at people. <laughs> don't point it at Which me. I have seen. do a training video for your new employees. <laughs> this is the way to properly... <laughs> this is the way not to do it. You'll need to have like a muzzle alert along. I don't, I don't hire people alert. who don't already know don't that's know that. not the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so Good answer. Do, do you have any like just absolutely out there crazy stories? Even not maybe not just from here, but anywhere else you've worked where you just saw that and it will always stick in your mind. I sold, working at a I sold law enforcement equipment for the last 13 years. <laughs> I have seen amazing things that <laughs> most people would not believe. I've seen more negligent discharges than I could count yeah. with all my fingers and toes and all your fingers and toes and everybody in this building's fingers oh and toes. Yeah. Wow. I have seen some of the most insane, most ridiculous, most unsafe. Mm-hmm. And this I can say it now because I don't sell law enforcement equipment I was going to say, anymore. this is in the law enforcement community. Um, and wow. it's, it, is, it is frightening, oh, yeah. some of the things I've seen. And I mean, I've been downright scared oh, on more imagine. than one occasion and said i'm i'm out of here do y'all, <laughs> see do y'all you guys later do y'all get that a lot like a, a military guy or a police officer will come in oh i don't need your help i'm 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 a cop or oh i'm i'm in the army or you know we 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 get we get a little bit of it but i haven't had a whole lot of it here yet uh mm. you know of of the common expert i've i've been trained you know because mm. i'm a cop or something like that uh, most all the 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 police officers that come in here the metro guys are are great they yeah. just keep to themselves they just are looking up and down they've got good questions to ask and stuff like that nobody's really act like they're a know-it-all you know or anything like that i saw it happen once in a, at an academy 
and I'm looking at the guy, and I'm sitting there going, this guy does not look like he's a police officer. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just no way. And he kept on, and the guy was like, well, sir, you don't need to do this. And finally, this a real cop comes up, and he goes, oh, really? Where, where are you a police officer at? And all of a sudden, the guy just like started shaking his boots, and he couldn't come up with anything. He was just wanting to be left alone. Right. So, oh, I'm a cop. I don't need your help kind of thing. And yeah. It was pretty funny. I think that a lot of that, too, comes from the attitude of the store itself. If you've got a bunch of know-it-all, pompous guys behind the counter, mm-hmm. yeah. your customers are going to tend to start know-it-all being know-it-all and yeah. pompous. So when you got a friendly kickback, you know, friendly staff, and you got yeah. a different kind of vibe. You don't get as you many set of those the tone people. For them, yeah, man. you kind of set the tone exactly, and you don't get as many of those type of people. So you get what you put out a lot of times, and I think that's why you'll be at gun shows and see a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at gun shows. So in Nashville, and y'all may not be able to say this, and I'll edit it out if y'all can't. We're Music City. You ever seen any big names come in here shooting? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> tons and tons yeah, and tons. Really. Sports yeah. stars, music stars. Music stars. Um, yeah. People love to movie shoot. Movie stars. Yeah. 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 You know they do a lot of filming here, too. Yeah. A lot of movies yeah. and TV shows. We've done a lot. We've seen a lot of uh, a lot of football players, a lot of sports stars, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of musicians. And I see we're not going to get any name dropping, are we? I'm, 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 you know, I'm not going to drop names just because uh, I think the reason that they enjoy coming here uh-huh. is because we the don't anonymity. make a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have yeah. them signing pictures and sticking them on the wall. Right. We just want them to come good. in and have a good time. A lot of yeah. them bring their families, Very cool. um, their kids and that. stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we just kind of take care of them. They're, as far as I'm concerned, they're just a customer. I'm going to give them the best service that I can regardless. And, the, and that's right. the way we, most people like that want to be treated anyway. And they, I think... I think the majority of them that have come in here, I haven't seen one of them, and some of them are pretty big, big names. They they have not acted like I should get special treatment or anything like that, you know. And they and they don't get special treatment, you know. They 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 want to just be normal people and do what they want to do, you know. And, and Andrew's right, we don't we don't go out of the way and make them take a picture and, and sign an autograph and hang it on the wall, and say they were here or anything like that. They come back over and over and over again, and it's like their own little club. So uh, we're happy to have them for sure. It kind of sets the tone, and it's pretty cool to meet some of these people. You know, I mean, we don't make a big deal out of it. Um, well, sometimes I do get a little, a little goofy. Some of them are really cool. Yeah, that's that's, that's when we walk in. Right? Yeah, that's hey, is, uh, has Ted that's Nugent ever been in here? No, no I haven't seen no, the news. No, the news would be that would be really cool. I I've met him years ago, but I'd like to see him again. Yeah, we've definitely yeah. had a lot of professional shooters in here too. So that's oh, yeah, all. That, those cool. are the people I get goofy for. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not you us. Know, we've got a couple that are part I of thought, our. I, mean, I love you, buddy. You I mean, know, always get happy. Our network. He always like shakes when we walk in. Yeah, <laughs> shakes. I get that excited. He's oh like, it's because you're real tall. They've got money in their wallet and they want to spend it. Money, money, money. I did bring a guy in that bought like a, what was it, an AR, an AK, and two pistols. Yeah. That was a good day for yeah. you guys. Thanks again, Z. Yeah, no problem. Still hadn't seen my commission on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're getting it right now, buddy, right now. <laughs> I was going to say, we're getting an exclusive interview right here. We don't do this for just anyone. Let's go ahead and go to our trivia from last week. We asked, what was the Lone Ranger's first name? We would have accepted one of two things. Dan or John. And explain. And his last name is Reed. Correct. I don't think anybody had questions on as far as his last name went. No. But, well, I mean, with pop culture, I don't think they've ever come out and just come out and said what his name is. So you've got the comic books, you've got movies, you've got the old radio, and each one of those you've got different versions of of how he came about his, his name. Dan was his brother, I think, in one in one of them, right? One version. There was a movie where uh, I think it was back in the eighties. 
the Lone Ranger, and he had done like a, a grave a tombstone for himself. And you know, there was a name on there. I think it was John on that one. I think that might be where the John really came from. But there's just no way to pinpoint what his first name really is. So now the big question is because there was no way to pinpoint it. We had one person answer Ranger Reed because nobody knew what his name is. Because he knew that nobody knew what his name was. Are we going to count that? Ranger Reed. Mm-hmm. I, I would probably accept the. Before I would Ranger. Okay, okay. Because the is the first. But he got the other one the right, so he still got the double Ranger. bonus. Yeah, gets, we'll yeah. Get, yeah, he gets his yeah. name in the pot, definitely, yeah. for attempting. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, speaking of the bonus. He doesn't get the triple. The triple. He just gets two. He gets he gets dos. Right. No tres. Uh, the other bonus answer was who was the Lone Ranger's great nephew, which I thought this was very cool, being that, you know, growing up I was a comic book geek. Yeah. Green the, Hornet. The Green Hornet. The and Green Sean, Hornet was Sean the knew these, great and he didn't. He didn't chime in on on tweets or or Facebook. Why not, man? I don't know, man. I just I I. Uh, you afraid people think you're a geek? No, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my wife. She she's sitting there telling me, "Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it?" I'm like, I don't know. I just you know, let somebody else win it. You know, <laughs> a lot of people nailed that one. Good news, we hit our 100 Twitter followers and 100 Facebook likes. And I've got all the names cut up and put in a little thing. And since Marty picked last time, I'll have him shake it, and let's I'll get let, to pick let's this let, time. Let's let our guest pick. You want to pick? So this is a drawing for. Right, what are Sean we drawing is for? Picking. Uh, this is for the the NC Star Zombie, zombie light. light, Zombie Strike Railman zombie Light Strike Flashlight. So this is the one that's been lasting eight weeks of. of so here we go. Sean's drawing now, and the lucky winner is drum roll, Bob L. Joey is flipping Joey. out right now. Did you put Joey's name in here? Joey had like 20 in there. And he even predicted, he, he said, I, I'm, it's time for me to lose another drawing. I tell you, here's, here's what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? I'm going to give Joey one more shot. Well, Bob L still gets the Yeah, he's, he gets it. Okay, he gets, oh, you're going to give Joey something else? We're going to give another one here. We're going to give another light. Are you serious? I'm serious. Wow. Left hand getting generous here. Right, so. Okay. I'm reaching in. Left hand's being generous. And it is Joey B. There you go, Joey. You get your life. <laughs> well, he you know he had like 20 inch. Well, there weren't 20, but he had every he entry had you could possibly everybody. have, and he didn't get that first one. But it was but fair. But if you didn't everybody get it that, that time, Joey, you were going to be SOL, buddy. Yeah, Sorry. that was going to be funny. So Bob L., you know who you are. Uh, I think he's up north. So they both owe us and pictures. We uh, owe, we get pictures of your light mounted on, on their favorite your, weapon, whatever gun you, you put it. Maybe on. they'll put it on and dress it up for our AR beauty contest. That would be cool. This week's trivia: uh, Walking Dead is going to come back this weekend. Yay! Woohoo! So the Rockin'. trivia question is: In season three, episode one, what gun is Herschel using while sniping from the watchtower in the prison? Now, the bonus is, what is very weird about that gun that pretty much only gun guys will roll our eyes about? So that is the trivia, and I'm going to beg Andrew to give us like a hat or something to give away because we don't have anything else to give away. (laughs) We can probably find something floating around in here. I saw a dirty hat over there on the floor. I mean, you you probably wouldn't mind that one. Well, it was by the dumpster, and I picked it up and brought it in. So just in case somebody needed a hat. I saw a neat pamphlet up there with... We, we do have some pamphlets. We can give some really nice flyers away. That flyers, would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got a question for you. Can we come in here on your big 70-inch screen TV and watch the uh, season premiere of The Walking Dead? 
Um, we have been doing that since, since we opened. Oh, wow. um, just so everyone nice. knows. But we actually close at 7 p.m., so it's more of an employees-only thing. But I guess think you could, uh, if Zeke and Left Hand want to come in, we could probably awesome. let them let them come in and watch it with us. Wives, too? Yeah. Or girlfriend and wife? Are they hot? Well, you just saw my wife. Oh, yeah. She was here a minute ago. That's right. Gary, well, if, if he finds out your wife's going to be there, then Gary's going to want to come, too. Uh, we try to keep Gary away from our employee mm, functions because he says a lot of inappropriate things. Does she know how to listen to a podcast? <laughs> no. Okay, no. you're good. No. <laughs> Gary's the you owner, guys, if anybody's You know the curious. TV show Nashville? Yeah. My girlfriend's on that. It's oh, really cool. Occasionally from time to time. Sweet. I haven't seen it yet. I probably should watch it since I live in Nashville. It's pretty cool. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched so don't film that. Do they do any shooting? <laughs> do they in have that guns? Do they do any shooting in that show? Actually, yeah, it? somebody got shot a couple episodes ago, I think, or maybe it's I'll coming up. It They're doing. A ca- I can't give that away. You're gonna have to. Cause they were doing a casting call today, I think, for bad-looking bikers. Were they? And oh, it was you my day off. I was thinking about going down there. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Not he's lying. He's a teddy bear. I'm a teddy bear. What is that guy's name from Duck Dynasty that looks like you? Every time I see that show, I'm like, oh, Duck my God. Dynasty. He's the, he's the dumb one. Like, no offense. No, yeah. He just looks like he, but he's the dumb one. Um, <laughs> the bald one. With I know the who you're talking about. I don't know his name. Uh, Morgan. Morgan's here. Yeah. Uh, we, all right. So let's talk about the AR beauty pageant. Uh, I am going to put a deadline on that of March the 1st. We have not gotten a single picture. I talked to somebody today that refuses to put the picture up because he doesn't want anybody to know what gun he has. We're not going to post your name. We're not going to say this guy. You don't have to send a picture of yourself with the gun. No, just send a picture of your AR decked out however you got it decked out, and put the description on your stuff. We got to post the rules. Yeah, we'll probably help with it. Yeah, maybe that's why we haven't got. Can you take a picture with your AR and a hot chick in a bikini holding it? It's funny you should say that because we mentioned that last episode. And I think Left Hand said that the judges can be swayed, and I think that may have been what he was hinting towards. What if she's sitting on a motorcycle holding an AR wearing a hot... Bikini. What kind of motorcycle? Hey, we get bonus points for that kind of stuff. Crotch rocket? Oh, heck no. The more yes, creative they are the with the Do I look like a crotch rocket rider? I, hey, you don't look like a revolver on her. <laughs> hey, hold on again. One more time. <laughs> What's with the revolver cracks, guys? <laughs> but the revolvers fit more in with a uh, hog than they do. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. so we've gotten until the March 1st to get those pictures into us. We're going to take those pictures, have a few uh, military law enforcement guys come in. I've already got one guy. He's a SWAT team leader. Uh, he's going to come in, and they're going to look at your pictures, your AR, and say, okay, that's functional because of this, or this would work because of that. You guys want to be on the panel? Y'all can come in and oh, do it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we so, should do it here. Yeah. Then they can be I don't think I'm qualified because I have a revolver. I'm uh, this, this, <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> so, this would be a good place to put a buttstock on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the ARB. Put a rail mount on it. <laughs> Remember, get I'm it in. I'm nothing tactical. Uh, I own a revolver. A tactical revolver <laughs> with a rail Smith & Wesson already makes one. Do they? Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty badass. Rail. Tactical revolver? Oh, yeah. It has yeah. rails, everything on it. Mm-hmm. It's all black. You put a reflex sight on it? Oh, yeah. That's hey, have awesome. y'all had the uh, the tactical, um, oh, the one I was talking about last last year, Mossberg, the 3030 Lever uh, Action Tactical? N- we haven't had one. No. No, no we haven't no, had we one. Haven't had no, one no, of those. I, I know which one you're talking about, but yeah. we haven't had one. I want one of those, too. We they can are, get you one of those. Okay. All right. That's a whole lot easier to get than an AR right yeah, now. Yeah, no kidding. 
I'm looking at something on the wall over here. Uh, Which one is that? I'm watching this he's, girl. He's supposed girl. to be the doing Remington? a, a Speaking program, of, and he's sitting here looking at guns on the opposite wall. I'm his eyes the, are getting all classy. I've had this like, girl out here shoot this. I've had a boner this, this whole show just looking at the <laughs> – not looking at you. you. You probably think I'm looking at Did you, you but I'm actually looking at guns behind you. I've had a boner this whole show. I'm disturbed because he's sitting directly across from me, and I'm now – I'm that wasn't my foot hitting moving back slowly. <laughs> oh my god! I'm uh, at the National Armory, maybe. I am a good-looking man, though. Just in case anyone wants to know, I'm a very good-looking man. He doesn't it's look subjective. like a dumb guy yeah. from uh, <laughs> Duck Dynasty. <laughs> he looks. He looks like the owner from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> he looks like Willie. Yeah, we know his name because he's the owner, right? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's time for facts, facts to, fight to fight the myths. myths. Who's going first? Uh, Sean said he had one, and we we, we like to let the guest right, come in and uh, first. bring one in. My uh, fact to fight the myth, I uh, thought about this one today, and it kind of it kind of plays on a little bit of what we hear at the gun store sometimes. The guy always wants to come in and wants the uh, the one gun that's going to put a man to the ground, stop him, knock him off his feet, whatever it is. Fly you know, backwards twenty feet into. He's a only got to hit him once, and it's going to happen. They want you a bazooka. Know? And I, you know, I kind of have to stop people sometimes and tell them there's really no, no shoulder fired or handgun or anything that's going to take a person and, and make them fly through the air like they does in the movies. You know, I mean, maybe a howitzer, but those are a little hard to conceal. <laughs> RPG. The, the basic facts are the only way you can truly knock a man to the ground and make him completely fall down is by a single shot to the spinal cord, all right, which will cause the body to flop to the ground. Bullets basically cause cause holes that cause blood loss that eventually a person will lose enough blood in their outer extremities that will cause them to fall down. But there is not one specific round out there, whether it be a shotgun, a rifle, whatever it is, although shotguns and rifles do work a lot better than nothing hand handheld but, hand but nothing handheld so the whole debate about the the nine millimeter versus the 45 the desert you know, eagle or anything like that it just doesn't work so you know you have to poke enough holes in the bad guy to cause enough blood loss to cause which, calls, to, which causes oxygen loss correct which is the <laughs> ultimate killer that's exactly right <laughs> do so. taser darts count as rounds they're not guns. Oh. Yeah. So. Do they knock people off their feet, though? They don't knock they people off their feet, but they will bring them to the ground. They funny They just lock up. If yeah. it's an actual taser gun, it'll actually just lock up. They'll do what's called a full lock up, where they cannot, uh, they lose all control motor function. You lock in the position you're in when you're hit, and then you'll typically fall to the ground. I've seen a few people that stay standing in like a really weird position. It depends on how they're hit. So so unlike frogs. That. When they're no, shot, right. people Try aren't gonna <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're not gonna. I'm be not sh- picking on frogs. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be shot with a shotgun if you've and, ever and fly thirty feet through. The- oh yeah, I've shot lots of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> they jump out of their shoes. Don't yeah, they, they do. <laughs> so. so my myth is newer laws lower gun violence. That's the myth, and the fact in that one is all I need to do is talk about a very recent instance. A person steals a gun, which is against the law, shoots and kills his own mother, which is against the law, transports these guns loaded, which is against the law, brings guns onto school property, which is against the law, breaks into the school, which is against the law, discharges the weapons within the city limits, once again, against the law, murders 26 people, which is against the law, and then commits suicide, which is also against the law. 
And there are people in this country that somehow think that passing another law banning guns would protect us from someone like this. If you've noticed, people like this are not concerned about breaking laws. They only care about fulfilling their own twisted agenda. The only people that a gun ban law would impact are us law-abiding citizens, which will only serve to cripple the ability to protect ourselves. Thanks again to our listener, Big G, for that one. I'm kind of plagiarizing him, but I told him I'd give him credit. I mean, gave every single thing that kid did was against the law. Mm-hmm. But to fix it, we're going to pass new laws. Nah, that's a myth. Left hand, what you got? Well, I'm going to go back to the movie myths. I don't think we've done this one yet. But the curving bullet from the movie Wanted mm-hmm. back in 2008. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. You know, they would just they'd sling their, their high arms and... High points and Lorson. Uh, my first gun ever was a Lorson. You got to get up to the mic here. Talk to us. So you're saying high points and Lorson? Yeah, high points and Lorson. So actually, the lower end gun will curb the bullets. It's actually that's actually completely true. And I think that has um, to do with just so you know. Well, I agree because my Lorson every bullet curved, but it curved when it went and stovepiped right out the top. Well, yeah, that's what I'm speaking time. about. Yeah, the weight of those about. guns <laughs> helps overcome the the, gravi- the gravitational pull of, of the bullets. So <laughs> I think that. No, that's a myth. Um, actually, MythBusters did an episode on this. It was uh, episode 123 of Myth- MythBusters, wow. and uh, they actually designed a robot that would have greater than human strength to be able to, to whip a gun around and, and, and try doing that as well. Uh, every time they did it, they did the path of the bullet, and it was a straight path mm-hmm. every single time. Could not get the bullet to curve. So... Um, I actually pulled a, uh, a physics explanation as to what would actually have to occur to do awesome. this. I'm usually the geek, and now you're, you're, you're out geeking well, me. <laughs> I, I think we all know that I'm the biggest geek here, but I just don't like to, to show it. And I'm not going to talk about this on the show, but I am going to post this uh, on Facebook. The physics thing? Yeah, the little physics thing here. Okay. That, I bet that gets a ton at. of likes. That, physics <laughs> gets lots of yeah. likes. That is so way over my head. <laughs> I need to go into the theory but, uh, of relativity on Facebook. But you can curve a bullet. A bullet can be curved, and if you look at Plinkster 22, 22 Plinkster's mm-hmm. video, uh, he actually does one, but you can't do it without external forces. He actually shoots a 22 bullet into this little stovepipe uh, mm-hmm. thing. Curves and, around. Uh, curves around. And I can tell you when we shoot thousand-yard competitions, uh, the wind sure does curve our bullets. Well, that's <laughs> true, yeah. But, you know, that's a complete different force. That's not us doing it. Yeah, and it got me thinking on the way over here, too, that, you know, you could design a bullet kind of like an arrow that when it comes out, little tail fins would pop up. Of course, the wind would help redirect it, but you'd have to have enough distance in order for it to do it. But I think you could design a bullet that would uh, curve. You don't think so? No, I don't know. I'm just. I mean, think about the physics of it. That'd be huge. (laughs) But I think you'd have no control on it on where it went. No, you would. Yeah, I mean, I think the wind. But it would curve. The wind. The wind itself. (laughs) Who cares as long as it curves? I mean, it curves. The wind itself curves enough. The radius of it's curving. Myth plausible. Plausible. (laughs) I need the stamp. Too bad we can't do that. It's on the radio. Do a sound effect for that. Uh, Well, some. But wait, I want to talk about some people that were in that movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Can we Angelina talk about, that's Jolie. That's a whole other episode. Of <laughs> James Jolie. James McAvoy mm-hmm. also played who? Zeke. Um. Uh. uh Professor Xavier in the latest X Men movie. Yeah, and then they've got another one coming out next year. The sequel to that one. Nice. Uh, Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. was in that movie. He's been in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in that one, uh, Red, is it called Red or mm-hmm. Reds? Yeah, that's a good movie. There's a Red 2 coming out soon. Yeah, oh, they had some pretty sweet guns in that in that movie. Absolutely. And then, of course, Terrence Stamp. You guys know who Terrence Stamp is? 
Uh-uh. Neil before Zod. Superman oh, 2. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> gotcha. I, I caught a 20 minutes of that on HBO. He was night. also in Young Guns. Yeah. And he was in the Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. Terrence Stamp. He was one of the cou- uh, counselors, or not counselors, what do they call them? Senators or whatever. I apologize. I'm not the, a Star Wars the nerd. evil people. <laughs> yeah. Can you please send him out of this room now? <laughs> so I do like the movies. I just don't know about, you know, all the characters' names and who played them. So let's go to some listener feedback. Big G in Arizona emailed, just started listening to your podcast. Matter of fact, listening to your first one right now. So far, I want to say change nothing. I'm really liking it. My name is, uh, I won't say his name. His name is Big G. Big G, yeah. Uh, Here in Phoenix, I'm a gun enthusiast and recently picked up an XDS single stack, 45 ACP. Great carry gun and shooter. My first pistol was a Glock 23C. 40 Smith & Wesson, has been souped up. I carry it every day, everywhere. I'm a CCW carrier and a member of the NRA and have a lifetime hunting and fishing license here in the state of Arizona. Cool. That C brought up a uh, question I want to ask these guys. You know, one of our episodes, was it our third episode? I think we've been talking about it since the, the first. Yeah, we're trying <laughs> to get a definitive answer on what justifies a gun being compensated. At what point is it officially compensated uh, with the glock basically what they do is they put slits in the barrel that's kind of like almost like a magnaport uh if anybody's familiar out there with the old magnaport that used to do it to revolvers to to cut a, a great percentage out of out of the recoil manage you know recoil management of a recoiling you know muzzle rise muzzle rise of a 44 magnum or some of those big magnum revolvers right. it's kind of the same concept there but muzzle brakes all right uh really work a whole lot better than slits cutting in things like that uh, in barrels like that, I try to. If you think of of like, if you look at a muzzle brake, say on like a uh, Abrams tank, it's got a chamber in it basically that forces that pressure, all right, inside that chamber to direct the muzzle down or or direct the pressure outward to keep the muzzle straight, right? You know, and 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 direct it back rather than up. So that's kind of what a compensator or a muzzle brake is supposed to do. So you're saying that once they port the barrel, then it's compensated? It, it acts as a compensating type. It doesn't work as well as a, as a chamber type uh, compensator, though. I've found that on the C's, on the, on the, the Glocks like that, right. it does one or two things. It, uh, it kills your, uh, your night vision because it blasts lots of uh, flame up inside your, you know, your sight view. Yeah. And it also, if you have a night sight on the front, it pretty much ruins it because it it's blo- gone. Yeah. It, it, it puts residue all over the the uh, the face of the night sight, and it no longer glows until you wipe all that off. Right. So I'm not a big fan. I mean, I am a big fan of Glocks. I think is all you guys know, but absolutely, I, I do not like the uh, the compensated guns, and I don't think you get enough out of the recoil management of what they what they offer either. So really, the main use for those would be competition. Yeah, for the most part, you know. Although, really, no other need for them other than other than that. Unless you like dragon fire. Yeah, <laughs> you'd really never want to carry a compensated mm. pistol like that. Right. Not for personal. Um, it's defense. not a carry gun. Um, it, you know, of course, that's my opinion. Mm. You know, everybody has an opinion, but I, I would never want to carry something that shoots fire out of the top of it when I'm carrying it for personal defense. You want to hit the next feedback? Uh, which one are we on, Chris? JB. JB on Facebook said, love the podcast. Thanks for recommending them left hand. That would be uh, me. You actually recommended our show to somebody. I did. I did. Not embarrassed anymore? (laughs) Still not using his real name, so there must be some sort of embarrassment there. (laughs) 
Anonymity. Uh, Chris SB emailed, and I'm assuming it SB was his last name because his email was Chris SB at whatever it was. Okay. Um, he said, great show, guys. Nice to hear someone with a southern accent <laughs> talking about guns. I, just, I subscribe to the other Firearms Radio Network podcast also. But y'all, and he capitalized y'all, are easier to understand. LOL. Keep it up. We got some new iTunes reviews. Actually, just one. Keep it up. We got five stars. One Babylon 5 fan said, I'm enjoying the podcast. Look forward to a lot more. Thanks. And everybody out there, make sure you go to iTunes and do those reviews. That's what helps our ranks go up and make us, us be seen by more people when they go to look at the outdoor podcast. And go to our Facebook and like us. Yes, like that, us on Facebook, us follow us on Twitter. Thank you again. Unless to, you don't like us, then don't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw us a bone, though. Help us out. Thanks again to Andrew and Sean from the Nashville Armory. If you're ever in the Nashville area, swing by and see him. What's the address here, Andrew? 4290 Kennelwood Drive, and that's K-E-N-I-L-W-O-O-D, Kennelwood. With my southern accent, people can't seem to pick that up when I'm talking to them on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And if you get lost, keep driving up and down I-65. You'll see it. It's right on the interstate. What are your hours? Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. and 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Sundays. That's about time for closing, isn't it? We better get these boys out of here. So check them out, www.nashvillearmory.com. Oh, I almost, I almost forgot left hand. EDC check. Oh, and I had somebody ask. Not everybody out there may know what EDC means. It's everyday carry. So when we say EDC check, we're going to ask what we're carrying at that point in time. EDC check. You going with me first? Yeah, I'm going to go last. All right. I got the uh, Walther PPS. Okay. Ankle. Blackhawk holster. I got the uh, Glock 23. You already cleared everything? Yeah, you already cleared Everything's cleared. Clear it before it came in. You're not supposed to come into the uh, to the uh, gun range with a. Uh, I thought it said weapon. unless legally. You can absolutely carry your loaded, legally carried firearm in our store. As long as but we have our. It has life. to be cleared if you want to take it out in the range and shoot it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and Thanks we for don't clarify. And, that. and we don't want to see it. Just leave it where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No loaded so, firearms can go into, into the, the range. range. Gotcha. The only place a loaded firearm is in the range is on the shooting bench. <clears throat> All I have to say stop. is, oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, things happen. Oh, uh, and you were also mentioning that you guys have some unique uh, hours for your um, gun training, gun oh, classes, yeah, our permit classes. Yeah, we permit do. Uh, we do permit classes a lot. Um, one of our our popular ones is our late night carry class. We do. Um, at least one Friday night a month, we do a 5.30 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. carry class, which That's is really awesome. popular. Young young people like it. Um, a lot of people that work third shift love it. Yeah, swing shift um, workers. Yeah. yeah, they absolutely love it. So those, those usually fill up quick. So get on our website, check, click on the calendar, and see when the next one's offered. Um, we also mix it up. Two night classes, if you don't want to do them during the day, we do weeknight classes, a Wednesday, Thursday night from uh, 5 to 9 back-to-back nights and uh we do them all day saturdays all day sundays we do them during the week for guys like me who work all weekend you know can't can't get a saturday or sunday off you know we do them on random tuesdays wednesdays that's all throughout the month so uh just check back we got a we definitely call you guys up and then uh, they can get on the just go to the website man go to the website you can register for the class on the website you pay for the class on the website it's all done online very simple easy peasy yeah absolutely we have a we have a class that can pretty much fit anybody's schedule Awesome. Yeah, I've got the Glock 20. I'll finish my EDC check here. Glock 23, Walther uh, PPS, and then, of course, I've got my trusty Tool Logic with the flashlight. <laughs> and the, the... The fire starter and the... Rake, rake whistle! whistle. <laughs> oh, God, did it again. <laughs> <Rake> whistle. <laughs>
right. All right. So Andrew, what you, Andrew, what are you carrying? Well, Andrew's carrying a uh, revolver. Um, I carry a Smith & Wesson J-Frame 5-Shot 38. Um, that's usually my everyday carry, but sometimes I add in uh, some other stuff. But uh, that's what I'm carrying right now at the moment, and I carry it in the most sophisticated manner in my pocket. You don't carry it in the uh, the the small of your back, do you? I, I don't carry in the small of the back. <laughs> do you I, recommend carrying in the small of the back? Um, if you like being uncomfortable, then absolutely carry in the small of the back. possibly being paralyzed if you slip and fall. And yeah, that could also happen. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Bruising spines is or never you get fun. A sweaty butt crack. What, what was the abbreviation for that? SOB. 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 Small of back. Small of back carry. So, uh. Zeke is no longer an SOB. Sean. Sean. Well, my everyday carry has been the same for many, many years. It's a Glock 17 on my hip. I carry a Glock 26 on my ankle, and I carry a Smith Wesson 340 PD in my pocket. Nice. Um, uh, you know, I'm three gunner. Very, very. Uh, you know, it's it's My all re- it's, it's all redundancy. You know, I mean, nobody can rely on one specific gun. Uh, if something malfunctions, and yes, I did say if something, even a clock, malfunctions, it can uh, happen. It can happen. It has happened. Uh, you know, something breaks. Something. What you know, whatever. Maybe I run out of ammo. Maybe it's one of those just movie type firefights. You know, <laughs> and I got to go to all three guns. Who knows? You know, but. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm I'm going home to see my kids and my wife. So you're going to get there one way or the other. Exactly. Very nice. And the and the good thing about you know you make a good point there. You said you know this is what you always carry mm-hmm. is the familiar 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 say it familiarity. familiarity. Thank you of your <laughs> firearm. Uh, that way you know exactly when you reach what you're you know you know mm-hmm. that oh what did I pack today? And I carry it in the same holster in the same location. You know, very important. Every time I, I put important. my pistol on. All three pistols, I do a draw stroke with them in the house. They go back to their location. When I take them off at night, I do a draw stroke. I'm getting a lot of free. Uh, didn't have to go to the range and do draw stroke stuff. Did you just say you got a free stroke? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you just said? I, I yeah. thought I heard free strokes. Yeah. Andrew yeah. with Multiple the pickle free strokes. Multiple free strokes <laughs> at home. <laughs> well, that's okay. As long as you're not doing it in public. So uh, me, I think people got sick of me always having my Mr. 40 or my my uh, Taurus 357. And um, I thought it would be a little different. I'm carrying my uh, PS90 uh, FN. It is a... Uh, Nice little uh, concealed carry weapon uh, for a big guy a like PS myself. Ninety. Yeah, yeah, it's right here. So where did you Where did you come up with this? It is actually I. Uh, you know, I thought I wanted something a little unique for my carry weapon, and uh, found it. it. Has got the Picatinny rail on top, the magazines on top. We talked about this in our bullpup uh, and pitbull episode. Um, it's chambered in seven or five point seven by twenty eight. Uh, made by Fabrique Nationale in Belgium, and I am completely lying. I am holding one right now, but this is one of the rental firearms from the Nashville Armory. I didn't carry it in here. I wish I did. That'd be awesome. I wish I could just carry it around town all day long because it's cool. But uh, left hand just took some pictures. We'll post well, it on I didn't the. Uh, it was full. Okay, I'll take a couple pictures then, and uh, we'll post it on Facebook. So that is our EDC check. That's it, guys. Thanks again, and left hand as always. Keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closer. Yeah.